Hi everyone, welcome again to another podcast session with myself, Chris Wall and Ricky Stoddart. Hi everyone. So you're back in the world of uh, the living now after a long trip in Japan? Yep. Uh, living in a bubble. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah it's, yeah, it's a tough one for anyone that's done that uh, trip. It's a real bad one, isn't it? The last part was interesting because I, I sort of ventured out in Niigata and that's when you start learning how big of a country that yeah, place yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, God, where was we? So the day we left, I went down to Okayama as a good base because I was sat planning the route, trying to figure out how much of it we could do with a car. So I'm not relying on breeders picking us up and all the rest of it. And yeah, so so Okayama is a good base because it's when I say central, it kind of is in the middle of a lot of these places we go to. But just to give you an idea, uh, from Nagaoka to Okayama, it's five and a half hours on the Shinkansen, traveling at wow two hundred odd kilometers an hour, flat out, uh, crazy. That's a long, yeah. long way. So Travelling at that speed, so well, well, the way you drive, it take you a little bit longer, I guess. <laughs> Six <laughs> hours to drive. <laughs> uh, brilliant. So yeah, so we get there, uh, and obviously, sort of that's base. But then uh, we've got the car at that point. But to give you an idea of places I've gone to down there, to go to Taniguchi, which is in uh, Fukuyama in Hiroshima Prefecture, we're talking an hour and forty minute drive uh, just to get there to Omasako, we're a bit further on, so it's around about two hours to get there. Uh, went to Nagoya one day to, uh, well, it was actually quite a, a tour, that one, so I actually checked out of the hotel, drove to Toyota, which is very close to Nagoya, to visit Dainichi Toyota mm. and uh, Kondo. Five and a half hours, I think that was, drive from Okayama to there. And then, uh, yeah, visited them two farms, went to Narita that afternoon, stopped over uh, in Nagoya, went back uh, from Nagoya then, yeah, it was four and a half hour, getting on for five drive, back to Okayama that day, back in the hotel. And yeah, six o'clock that morning, we're on the first Shinkansen to Kurume Station, which is uh, in Fukuoka Prefecture, to Okawa. He picked us up from there, about a 40 minute drive to his farm from station back there train back that day and i think that was the second to last day down there that's just wild a lot of traveling mate yeah and even that last day because we had the the flight was at half past one in the morning so we had the full day still i thought i'll make the most of it <coughs> back to taniguchi from the Rito, or did you fly back to uh, no tokyo Haneda. oh so, right okay. so yeah so that last day even six o'clock in the morning start drove to Tan- back up drove to taniguchi <laughs> had an absolute yeah, cracking time there to be fair uh drove back okay i'm gonna drop the car off then three and a half hour train to tokyo and then uh, yeah on tornado airport there was some trekking <coughs> it's uh so we've probably done the, the the this chat a bit backwards but now that we're starting on the south of japan we might as well stay there yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 effort is vast you know i, I think yeah those that have been to Japan um, or visited the South. Effort um, and cost, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's probably lost on a lot of hobbyists, but that mm. that alone was something that was a big expense, not just 
monetary-wise, but mm. time as well. Absolutely. Fully vindicated, though. I mean, obviously, I've seen a lot of the fish that have been purchased, and yeah. I just don't see any comparison um, that could have been achieved in Nagata, for example. I think the thing is with these farms, you're not truly getting a fully rounded experience of Japanese koi without visiting them. Yeah, yeah. Weirdly, it's ended up being, I don't know for what reason, some of the true heavyweights, some of the truest heavyweights are based outside of Nagata. That's not a slight on Nagata. There's a lot of heavyweights yeah, there yeah, as of well. Course. Yeah, yeah. Dainichi's there. Uh, other big places like Marado, Hoshkin, there's some serious, yeah, serious yeah. guys. It's not it's not a slight on them. It just if you look at even particular varieties really. I mean Shiro Sori, Omasako, undisputed king of the variety. Uh they're based in Hiroshima. Uh you've got your Sakai's, yeah. Momoteros, yeah. Narita, Dainichi Toyota out there. So for whatever reason that's played out, I don't know. But I don't think you can truly say you've you've understand the koi world until you've been to these places you and get an understanding of these it's places it's a, a different uh because obviously in in the gata one of the amazing features of it is you can literally just stumble out of one fish house Love it. Yeah. and fall into another so you can totally see from um you know a logistical point of view why a dealer would dealers flock to Nagata mm -hmm. you know in terms of you could probably hit if you really wanted to you could probably hit five or six farms in a day and spend a couple of hours at each of them yeah 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 easily you know and then you, you're obviously you're ticking a lot of boxes for clients there if you're yeah. if you've got a shopping list whereas yeah. if you go right I need some shira at Suri you're going to go all the way to Omasaka obviously Kajaku yeah, Showa yeah, yeah, yeah. except yeah. there's other bits and pieces but in your head you're you know you go into Omasako specifically for a couple of varieties. Yeah. There's it, a lot. It there's, really yeah. And there's a lot you've got to get right in your scheduling. Mm. You know, cause if you get it wrong, i.e. that trip down to Okawa, if you get the timing wrong, there's no Nisai to buy. Yeah, sure. You know, so there's all this you've got to tie in and it's, yeah, it's a lot logistically. But like I say, to get a true understanding of, of the koi scene in Japan, you've got to visit these places because you just see things done on a different level. Uh, would you say they're a little bit more modernised down south? Commercialised. Probably a better word for I it. I think yeah. commercialised. Mm. Uh, probably because they've got to be. Because mm. I just, just to, described... To draw people yeah, to you've, them. You've not just got yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this string of uh, people just flowing in. I mean, if you look at Marihiro's place... Is smack bang in the mountains yeah, yeah, in the yeah. scene and thing, and you can't play. get anywhere without going oh my past God, him, The yeah. amount of people in there day in day out, you know, I think every day goes by. You have to go and check in at Mariero because yeah, there's yeah. new fish every day. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's That's just, every day of the year. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's just yeah, it's crazy. So it's a very different experience, very very different one. Um, I think the effort is greatly appreciated by them guys down there yeah, sure. as well. Uh, it's quite nice. Just some small things I used to experience in Nagata in my early days. Uh, you know, I've been in breeders' houses. I remember being at Miyatora one year, and before you know it, you know, it was just, the wife's just cooking some curry up inside, and you go and eat it and enjoy it. And there's quite a lot of random things like that, which seems to be gone in Nagata now. Certainly, autumn. Don't get me wrong, it's very fast-paced. Yeah, yeah, You can't get it. Spring spring can be a bit different. Uh, but again, I've seen it, you know, commercialism there just is rife uh, compared to what it used to be. But, you know, down at Taniguchi, for example, I mean, I just love... It's not busy. So when you're there, you, you might be someone odd time. Yeah. I mean, 
bumped into Narita on the second time round. Became busy. Clean, cleaning a few gems <laughs> out. Weirdly enough, he went straight up to him and he says, uh, Taniguchi never offers me good fish. I don't think he were best pleased. And I'd just bagged the best golden corn from the Sanzai harvest a few days earlier. <laughs> Didn't let that one slip. No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're down there. So you know you're kind of in there for, for half a day at least and you're getting stuff done. And then, yeah, he's, you know, both visits we've been there, he's whipped uh, curry up for us for lunch in his office. And you just think fair play. It's, I don't know, a bit more of a chilled vibe, maybe. Mm. But yeah, it's nice in that respect. But like I say, the fish and what you sort of see going on down there just seems to be different. Timing is everything, whether mm-hmm. you be in the Gata or, or south or, mm-hmm. or in general. Yeah, You know, it's a very um, fast-moving-paced industry. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what a price one day is maybe forgotten the next sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, in terms of timing things... Can you account for that, or is there a degree of fortune with it all? Oh, honestly, no. It's, it's with the autumn thing, and this is the biggest. You've got to have time because everything's happening. Everything's changing on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, with some of the smaller breeders, they might give you a bit of a schedule, and some of them are so sly with it as well. Not Suka. I mean, it's a fascinating place. There's so much weird and wonderful going on there big demand for his fish did really well actually for customers on this trip with it because we every day we drove past we went in i'm asking him but the problem i'll ask him is got more nisai to harvest yep when i said i saw you get don't know like well you do know you have your whole schedule you, you've got ponds draining now you know exactly it's, what you're it's done you there though because it makes you go back doesn't it yeah <laughs> But for them, obviously, they, they don't, you know, some of them don't want a fish house. Yeah, well, that's yeah. become a big cultural yeah, yeah, thing yeah. this time. The big harvest, Issa, Nogami, for example. The brand, wasn't it? Yeah. My God, they were heaving. You've got the, the lucky draw system. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Fish. Mm. For me, that's taking a lot out of it. When, I, when I'm by, I like to go. I like to study, yeah. see the fish, you know, with as little pressure as possible, to be honest. Don't always get it. Toe-side business, I've not had it for years. There's always pressure on that. You've yeah, got to be yeah. quick, but... When you're making considered purchases, I want time to do it. So I stayed away from all that, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, scheduling-wise, no, you can't. And then just random bits, you know, Otsuka, while we're on that subject, I got, you know, one of the top, if I don't think he's harvested many more since, so the best Sanzai uh, Asagi from this harvest. So we were just there, nipped in. I can't remember if we're on our way back or what. It was actually in the morning, so weren't on our agenda well, let's just drive past the tr- the trucks there with fish on. So we're lingering around. They must have gone in for some breakfast. Lingering around, I didn't end up, I called him, just said, look, we're after some Nissai. So they come out and started working. And sure enough, start seeing these Asagis come off a truck. I was like, holy fuck. You know, no one else in Fish House as well. Absolutely amazing. Jackpot, all yeah. these staff. So as everyone's going in the pond, I had no intention of buying one, by the way. Uh, studying these fish and looking and then that's what you're doing mentally assessing you put that one in right how's that rank against the ones that have gone in already and then yeah in the end all done pulled this one out that's just absolute worldy of uh, Nasagi from in my opinion you know one of the top two breeders of them in the world and uh, yeah bought it and then he's just sort of as we're under the umbrella this is, this is the best one and uh, yeah, all a great setup there, but 
happy days if it's just a random you couldn't have scheduled that if I'd have asked, yeah, if yeah, I'd yeah. have asked him when his Sansai Asagi harvest was I'd have probably got a uh, don't know but it all come together on that day which to maybe like a western philosophy that seems bizarre but it's just that's another uh, cultural thing of just understanding isn't it this is just how business is done yeah. That they dictate the way business is done. He's, yeah, you see, he's a kind of guy who, again, is the the money side of it's the last thing on his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I know him. He, he don't he don't like the sort of whole big influx of people in his fish house, all the rest of it. So, yeah, he's being coy there in the sense of you know, I don't really want people to know. If you're swinging by, you have a look. You're lucky yeah, enough yeah, to yeah. get it. Great. There's no favoritism. Someone else is going to buy it. Yeah. yeah. And if you'd have started telling everyone the date, news would have spread like wildfire anyway. Before he knew it, it'd have been back with truck. There'd have been 50 people in his fish house and he'd have probably been pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. It's not where you want them. So the last time we went to Japan before this trip was just before COVID struck. Yeah. I don't know whether it, I remember it quite vividly. I, because remember, I remember you saying to me, you, uh, said, you said about this virus in China. Yeah, and then obviously we were at the uh, we were at the train station, and all the masks, big big gaps on the shelves mm. where the masks uh, uh, were all yeah. hanging up. Yeah, and we're looking at each other, just going, oh, another mm. another scaremongering tactic mm. sort of thing." Mm. Little were we to know at the time that would be yeah, the last visit for two and a half, best part two two and a half years. I yeah, think. it's been it's been two and a half. Yeah. Obviously, the whole the whole world, let alone our industry, kind of got turned upside mm. down. So, probably a trip that was long in the making for you. Mm. Longest you've not been in Japan for quite a while. Uh, since I was twelve. Yeah. Mm. So uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So to be away from your second home for that amount of time and to see how the land lied when you went back over there. Mm. Must have been quite a, a, a nostalgic sort of feeling, you know. It weren't actually. Really? Nothing had changed out there. It just sort of like slipped straight back in like, yeah, like yeah. we'd not been away. Because that was a bizarre thing. Literally yeah. nothing's changed. A few new fish houses slapped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, people hadn't changed. Literally the place, the, nothing looked any different. Nothing's got better. It's just as it was. Mm. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, logical step for, for, for business and, and sorting mm. out your clients is... Nagata, yeah. Spend the majority of your time there. Yeah. So, any standout moments in in Nagata area? Yeah, uh, I think the two big ones for me. I mean, the the thing at Otsuka was quite nice, to be honest. Mm. Bagging and Asagi at that level. I mean, it's all Japan show level. In the end, Otsuka doesn't do Azakari, doesn't keep fish for anybody. So. Uh, I knew it was good enough, so I actually messaged uh, Narita. I said, "Look, would you be prepared to accept this fish? Raise it yeah. uh, at your farm?" And he obviously, well, his reply was yes. <laughs> so I think that kind of validated <laughs> the quality of it. Lots of uh, negotiation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is pretty. But pretty it's awesome. joking aside. That's a uh, 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 part of. Uh, Ryuki Narita's business structure is the kudos that he gets for raising oh absolutely fish absolutely being connected with high high end fish yeah so that was one of these don't get me wrong you don't beat that guy too much yeah but in this scenario I beat everybody yeah yeah and got the best fish so uh, yeah it was a nice 
nice touch to it uh, and one that sort of really sealed the deal if not I'd have shipped it home fair play but I think it would have been a waste of that fish yeah sure yeah it's yeah. a potential best in variety mm. piece so yeah nice to get that done uh, NND as as ever I mean it's it's always going to be for me because that truly is like a second home yeah that yeah. place and they are like uh like family although I don't think it was the most organized uh of years again just seeing the most amount of fish I own is sat at that place and seeing some of them results coming through and customers' results as well just reminds me why I rate the place like I do. You know, it's phenomenal. Uh, got to join in the, the Champion Mud Pond Harvest where my Kindai Showa was, and that was... Uh... So this might be this might be wasted on you a little bit if you're listening mm. to this in the car, but if you, if you jump onto YouTube, we'll try and uh, get some visuals on, on the screen for you. So yeah. this Kindai shower is... Uh, my, my dream sort of fish. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big into them quite sparse Kindais and this real, fish was... Real stripped back kind of. This was one of them fish again. It was introduced to me by Makoto during the first part of the lockdowns, I think. And picture. And it literally come through from Fujo saying, Makoto, I want you to see this. Uh, that, was, that was at the time. I'd not spent that much money on a fish uh, in the past. And I just saw it. Couldn't it deny it. Ticked yeah. every single box, body and everything. And this parent fish, that's the biggest thing. It reminded me of her straight away. This parent fish that I'd harvested in the past, Dainichi Showa, absolute jackhammer of an head. Just never seen anything like it. And, and white skin of the highest level. So when I saw those traits in the body and a couple with then a pattern that was really desirable for me, I said, yeah, I got to have it. So fair enough, bought it. And yeah. Uh, last year's result was mega impressive and this year's gone in champion mud pond it was the only one of my fish in there but his pond is always giving me the honours of actually going into to, to pull the fish up from yeah. the net which uh, is not something he lets many people no, do no, no, no. So yeah, dead nice, and yeah, she was one of the last ones out. But I'd already seen him swimming. Oh, to be okay, fair. I was gonna say. No, no, no. We'd got because <laughs> when at that moment when we when like... we turned up, it was incredible. The pond was about sort of waist level, but crystal clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we saw all these fish just swimming there. It was absolute sight to yeah. behold. That was, and yeah, so I'd already seen her. But the 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 crazy thing is, you never get the size. This pond's huge. You, there's no even at that. The fish there, are yeah. swimming right near where I'm stood. And they look like some sort of 50 centimetre nissai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're pulling them out, there's 17, 80 centimetre fish in there. It's, it's bizarre. But yeah, that was that was a joy. This fish, I think unanimously, there was quite a big crowd there for the harvest, unanimously got the most attention. Yeah. Uh, when she was in the vat at the end, white skin gleaming, body absolutely bursting out, pattern, just everything really starting to come together. So a fish, uh, you know, I know you... Yeah, when you get excited about a fish, it must mean mm. something. Um, what's the plan with that fish? Is it staying staying it's out staying. there for the foreseeable that, future? That is my fish. Yeah. As, that's it. You know, there was some guy there, some Dutch guy, who apparently was wanting to swap me his Rolex for it. It got sat at an airport, but not interested. That's that's That fish is not just my money. fish. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture in my head. And it's, it's about fulfilling that. It's probably, I think, this next year, the growth rates overall, centimetre-wise, centimetres gained wasn't quite where I expected. No, uh, but I think that's normal this year, given that 
for for over the summer for quite a, p- a prolonged period, Makoto was having to take feeders off and do all the feeding manually because there was a mega problem with bears mm. in the Yamagihira Mountains. Uh, so when you consider little things like that, that's where one or two centimeters can be lost. Certainly didn't lose anybody. Done a phenomenal job with that side, uh, but pushing the absolute maximum, it probably did have a, an impact. But yeah, I think she's probably a year. This next year's growth will push the body to another level for sure. And that's the weird thing you you, you you've seen it yourself. You know, the, when the fish get big, sort of over seventy, certainly then over eighty, every couple of centimeters comes with a lot and yeah. a big change in volume and mass. So yeah, I think that's going to be really coming to to the fore then at that point, and let's see what happens. But for me, yeah, I want that fish going nowhere till mm. I've I'm sort of content that. I've realised the dream with it, so to speak. Mm. And st- sticking with NND, obviously, with through Koi Wholesale, we had the uh, Mud Pond event, and you were at wow. hand again to pull that pond. Just the anticipation, but I think Makoto got into my head, to be honest. So <laughs> I did an I did an harvest with him uh, quite early in trip, and I'm not gonna lie, it weren't a great result. I had two fish in there and look, my two came out really well because they, they were exceptional fish. There was a lot of shitty results in that pond. I'm not quite sure what went into it. And uh, yeah, back at the ranch when I was going through them all, uh, I can't remember how it come about, but uh, he said to me about being many, many uh, sheer up sorry and, and Beckos in the, in the pond. <laughs> that went in as uh, <coughs> sank in shore. Oh my God. <laughs> So literally, this was probably a week before we harvested. I'm I'm on fucking edge, just thinking. I'm expecting a few. Don't get me wrong, that's it's, normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how he's just gone off, uh, I never sort of asked him if he were joking. So he, he laughed at time, but it was sort of one yeah. of them laughs, like I don't know which way <laughs> you've gone here. And uh, so yeah, it got to harvest day, and I was I was thinking, oh fucking please. I saw a sort of net coming in, and I saw some decent sized bodies, so they looked like he'd done the business. With that, because again, with the issues with the feeder, I'm half anticipating results to be a little bit down. And uh, yeah, so as well in the pond, there was the 40 for the grow out. And I had about 11 fish of my own in there, which were more valuable ones. And yeah, the results, I just started pulling fish out of a mud and I could not believe what I was looking at. Phenomenal. Every single fish accounted for. Which is testament to them. Yeah, I mean, especially his toe side. Yeah. You had a roaming bear problem. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And all the other predatory issues that are in the mountains. Incredible there. And from what I can recall, it was only two or three of my more valuable fish that had had the shitty results, which is an interesting point. Not being funny, you'd probably rather that though, wouldn't you? Oh, to absolutely. All the customers, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I, didn't, I didn't really care about that. Yeah. But, but the results for that grow out thing have been phenomenal. And I think as as people get to see the results, it's going to be mind blowing. Considering money paid for them, and seeing some of the results now, got them at an absolute steal. So, yeah, hats off to to the guys for what they've done uh, with all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing farm. You know, for, in, re, regarding the Azakari stuff, they're keeping it there. There's such mixed experiences across Japan, and for me, this is one of the places to do it. And I know that because I've seen firsthand the level of care. I've seen yeah, firsthand at a lot yeah. of places, mm. seeing here how the level much of care. level mm. of care they put into it, and this this constant desire for the customer to be happy. You know, I had a, a fish that did go to shit randomly, big shower, 
decide to lose all his Benny at Mud Pond and Makoto was sort of looking at me thinking I know what was on tip of his tongue say about doing something it's, it's way past its first year and I just said it's, it's what it is Shogunai Japanese word is what it is mm. and uh, I walked away from it you know but he had, I know for a fact he would have offered Didn't to have done him, something yeah. if, had it been uh, a customer but I weren't prepared to let him do it because I understand the risk I, I know what it is and I just had an amazing result with my kindai yeah so there we go but doesn't happen a lot but overall for me yeah amazing experience and, and great koi and then the last one will probably be uh, the old boy oh Mr <laughs> Mr SS so, so we probably need to give a bit of a background to this don't I, we? however you want to know him secret <laughs> Sankey uh, Takano is his name what a boy yeah a boy is probably the right name isn't it unbelievable this, this uh really epitomizes in my head before I ever went to Japan what it was all about <laughs> these little maybe not uh, his affection to uh, pictures of women but oh yeah. wow yeah he's a dog yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh, maybe we'll, we'll do a, a late night session and go yeah. through some of those I mean stories. it is one for all uh, for all the blokes watching especially I mean these old school Japanese so you sat you sat in his office and uh Bearing in mind, I think he knows literally three words in English. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you what one of them is. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he'll ask you if you want a drink. And then he walks up to the door of the office, opens it up and proceeds with this noise. Oi. <laughs> so yeah, just just for trial and error, we'd love to know your comments, please. You know, while you're at home, fellas, yes, you know, open, yeah, up, like open up a door if you sat upstairs, downstairs, whatever, and give it a... Oh, yeah. and, and see what the reaction to is, lady listeners here. This caused offence, but this is genuinely what this guy does. Old school Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not just him. This is a, a cultural, cultural thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all I know is if I tried that one, uh, I'd be wearing it on my face <laughs> for sure. Can we, can we film that? <laughs> I think it'd be, we'll get a vote going. I think a lot of uh, readers, uh, viewers, would like to, to watch that, mate. Class. Is uh, strange, but anyway, this this guy, uh, super sankey specialist. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't cannot think of anywhere else where I've seen that level of quality of just sankey, other than a sakai or somewhere else like that. That's where I believe this guy's level is, is actually truly at. He's is is awesome, and I think it's starting to show now as well. He's he's winning. You see him more and more awards that he's winning. He, he sort of knows he's good in Japan. When I've shown him then results people have been having outside of Japan with his fish as well, it's sort of like fair play. You can see the demand growing more and more, which doesn't that doesn't seem to affect him to be honest, because he, no, he, he does yeah. his thing and don't give a shit about yeah. anybody to be fair, uh, which is quite cool about him. Uh, but yeah, great hospitality, but the fish. So uh, as ever, we went. I got a fish, uh, three year old fish in the mud pond. So the guy just enjoys it. The whole reason, because he, he's not, you know, big into foreign people. He weren't initially because he's not commercial or anything mm, like yeah, that. Yeah. The guy's trade is mud pond construction. So, uh, yeah, he invited us. We sort of got there, did all the old catching up, start showing us some of the fish he'd harvest. I mean, straight away, just poof, head blown. Insane Nissai that's been pulled up sort of early doors. 
and then uh, yeah invited us to to go harvesting so evo was there from koi partner in mm, japan put, as well put so, a wonderful video together yeah i, I really saw, enjoyed said that to him, yeah. i said evo you've, you've got to come and experience this because yeah. i think you know maybe some of the places he's been a very mainstream yeah yeah, yeah. so i said you've got to come and see this because this is for me what what this is all about this yeah, place yeah and yeah i think you know you'll see from the video is his sort of experience of it amazing couple in this eye harvest great great fish pulled up of a, a serious level and yeah just it's just a hell of a it's just one of them places I, I can't really describe it i think you've got to sort of experience the whole thing of it him the character that yeah, he is yeah, yeah. as well that ties into it all the quality of fish he produces yeah it's amazing so i was lucky uh, acquired a couple of great fish customers got some great fish he invited me to the sands eye harvest where my fish was and here's my uh well his very i don't know how to describe it it's not very clear talking sort of old japanese so yeah he invited me gave me the time and here's where i made the mistake guys if we're listening to this so two times here shichijihan ichijihan if you can catch the difference, one of them's one thirty, one of them's seven thirty. <laughs> Strangely enough, I managed to piece it together. It could be the one thirty option, given that he was out with his boys the night before. Oh right, yeah. And I thought, I mean, he's got to be in his eighties now, hasn't he? Uh, late seventies. Late seventies. Yeah. And he likes uh, <sighs> likes a party. Doesn't so he? I thought I might have actually decided because the last harvest he'd done was seven thirty. I thought he's got his customers over. He's not going to want to roll them out of bed too early. So yeah, but by the time it come that morning, I'd sort of figured out that I might have dropped the ball with that one. It was too late, unfortunately. But got there that afternoon and I mean, wow, this fish, I weren't expecting any other. At 55 centimetres it went in, but it looked like it was at least 60 centimetres with the volume it was mm. carrying. And then, uh, yeah, come out, I can't remember, was it 63, 64? Absolutely beefing, great big thing, incredible result, so... You know, you're getting that there as well. The level of care he puts in again, being on a hobbyist level, not so commercially, great deal of care, wanting to get the best results for for the fish. Just phenomenal. Dreamy place and yeah, real big fan of it. And the the philosophy and the, the nature of him just breeding Sankey is just admirable, isn't it? Just yeah. to go the for for him as a breeder, yeah. Sankey are the the epitome of, of, of koi. He loves koi. He loves all yeah, the, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but that's where it's all about for him. Yeah, and this phenomenal lineage he's created is 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 a thing. And I think um, we talk about uh, trying to secure value in fish. Mm. You sort of said, you know, he's on a not too dissimilar to quality wise to some of the big breeders. Stick those fish in a, a more commercially based yeah. farm, and you're talking. Yeah. You, you can add zeros to the Completely. end of the price tags I mean, don't get me wrong his best stuff uh, yeah of course any yeah, farm yeah. his yeah. best stuff commands he's money. not going to give because it away he knows yeah. as well he knows he can compete at all japan level yeah. all the rest of it his fish deliver but weirdly with him the stuff that is also really good that he literally calls crap i'm just thinking wow this is but and the price he lets that go for puts fish into marketplace that no other breeder can can sort of rival. So if he doesn't see if he doesn't uh, see justice in raising the fish any further, he, he doesn't want that. It's like he doesn't want them at the farm. Like, it's almost like it offend him. Honestly, like he don't want to look at them anymore. Mm. And I'm sat thinking, well, this is this is insane. But 
he's he's not carrying you you know if that's just stuff he needs to get rid of at that point because he's not got enough ponds yeah sure. he's not carrying yeah, it through yeah. another year he only wants the space for his very best fish to to enjoy that's it so yeah great place and, and to sort of end you know talking about places just coming obviously trekking back down south you know Taniguchi is just another one of them really really special places for me you know there's been something about that place from the day i visited probably because it's different in the way it operates you know 90 95 percent of all tosai are sold doesn't really keep many tatigoi so unlike most of the farms you're visiting you go in and all the best fish you see in a pond yeah, you, you're getting nowhere yeah, near yeah. till nisai they're all for sale down here just price dependent on quality which that on its own is like a game changer but the level he does stuff to again you just you know, say about it being different the thing i think i admire him for the most is he's got a phenomenal eye for parent fish and understanding of them i think we can see that from what he's done with golden corn you know to produce that the vision in his head the guys had to physically create the parent fish in order to do that that's a remarkable it's a vision isn't remarkable it? thing mm. to do I just see it in all his other breeding. It's always about what this parent is, the size of it, the, the, the body character of it, the quality of it. It's just something I've seen all along. But then, yeah, the, the thing of visiting, don't get me wrong, he is absolutely chaotic. Uh, <laughs> bit of, uh, to be honest, he's a little bit like uh, visiting Coil Cell, to be honest, when I'm down there <laughs> with me at the helm. I think, yeah, I can, I forgive him for it because uh, I see a lot of myself in it, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm the glad end. you put that on camera, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too afraid to admit it. But the end, the end results there. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. take that one as yeah, well. And, yeah. and down there, it's the same. The, the end result there in what he offers is is amazing. Mm. And uh, let's say it's not always straightforward. But then this has a Kari experience where you can select these toe pay a relatively small fee to grow them through till spring, assess them, grow them again if you want to. Just the fact that these tosai are so accessible, you can have so mm. much fun and so much learning experience from them and end up buying quality that you probably couldn't afford at Nisai yeah, yeah, when yeah. it all comes mm. together correctly. And then, yeah, there's quite a good choice of variety now as well. Mm. Uh, you've got yeah, the, yeah. all three of the mainstream go Sankey. Again, a big fan of his Sankey down there as well. And uh, he's playing with Kajaku, uh, Ginrin Matsukawabaki from last year. We've got the Golden Corn. He's throwing quite a lot in the mix. Ginrin Show are quite superb yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. been doing. So, yeah, hell of, hell of a lot to the place. But, again, just another completely different experience. And one, just to get a plug in, that I'm lucky to say, you know, very soon with Koi Wholesale, uh, we're going to be doing the, the grow, our next Grow Out mm. event with him, which, again, is just going to put some fish out to people that I'm for sure is going to blow mine. So, yeah, hats off to the guy. Uh, very much uh, uh, modern day sort of slant on on breeding koi. Well, yeah, I still I can't. There's nobody else doing it like him still, mm. and I don't understand why. Because in in my head, the logic I sort of apply is all I'm seeing is some breeders in Nagata keeping these tatigoi for a season when to not fulfill. When I, I know yeah. the prices people would pay for them at that point to keep them in a mud pond for six months, feeding them to wipe all the value off them, because the majority turn out pretty average. Mm phenomenal not the case with him a bit different because a lot of the results tend to be yeah really good also but, the, the the indoor growing and the shorter growing periods there's a bit more yeah. of a, um uh a bit more control over it isn't there in yeah. that sense you know obviously you can like you said you can check them in spring if you want to carry on yeah, growing, yeah, yeah, growing. Exactly. if you don't then 
ship yeah. them sort of thing. So a bit more versatility. Yeah. Just there. a great experience. But if it's a farm you've not particularly heard of and you're watching this, one definitely worth looking into a bit more because I, I seriously highly, highly rate the place. Mm, it's probably not a lot of, but often when I speak to, when I first started shipping fish through you, through Taniguchi, mm. it's really not a name that springs. It's nope. not a household breeder name whatsoever. Mm. I think the golden corn is sort of, yeah, have been a launch pad out there a bit more but notwithstanding all the quality mm. in, in other varieties that he produces yeah. so yeah. yeah really exciting and uh yeah i've seen the fish that you, you've selected for the grow out and um yeah banging let, i think we'll just <laughs> let the fish do the talking on that yeah, one pretty so, much. Yeah. <laughs> awesome so all in all good trip i'm sure you're glad to be back see the family absolutely you know, it's a long one for you absolutely um and uh, yeah, there'll be plenty of footage coming up in the near yeah, well, future. I'm sure it'll all keep uh, trickling out as we yeah. go along. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Cheers, that Rick. Enjoyed that one, and uh, hope days. everyone at home did. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, folks. <laughs>